Welcome to Social Minute, the podcast that looks at social network minute by minute. Today we're going to be covering minute number 103. Um, it goes from 1 hour 42 to 1 hour 42.59. Um, for some reason, we start the minute with Eduardo Saverin uh, giving a little salute to the businessman in the meeting room. Um, we find out in voiceover that he'd been given some more contracts to sign. Uh, he takes a look at the contracts very quickly. And from outside of the glass meeting room, we see an exchange, but we don't hear it, which is you know, always a wonderful way to do that. And then we get this wonderful uh, tracking shot as, um, you know, Eduardo basically walks the full length of this kind of open office. Um, and, you know, behind him, you see like the meeting room with all the lights on. And he yells Mark at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and, and he goes up to Mark and, you know, he is told that Mark is um, wired in. Uh, which is the third time that's been said in the film. So, you know, obviously it's been set up a couple of times earlier, um, you know, and this is kind of the payoff of it. Um, and I like how, you know, Eduardo's like, um, he, he grabs the laptop and he basically smashes it and breaks it down onto the desk. And then he just says, uh, are you still wired in? Um, and then, of course, this is where we kind of get the exchange between them where, you know, Eduardo says you issued 24 million and that is where the minute finishes. Um, and joining me to talk about today is Luke Allen. Hello, Luke. Hello. This is kind of, we're not going to find out exactly until the next minute, but this is kind of the point where we see Eduardo's breaking point. This is why he's suing Mark. This is what made him angry. This is a thing that kind of, you know, we've had the, you know, a few, kind of about 10, 15 minutes earlier, we've had the, the Winklevoss twins deciding to sue him in federal court because they feel that he stole their idea, which I would say... As the film's gone on, you know, you you can you can kind of sympathize with both sides of it. Um, you know, it kind of makes sense from both angles. But, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like that they have a stronger case. Uh, whereas we'll find out in the next mi- minute exactly what they did to Eduardo Saverin. And he has the stronger case than the Winklevoss twins, which is probably why we're still at this deposition. Uh, you know, the other deposition kind of finished, uh, you know, somewhere just after the hour mark. Whereas we're still kind of going with this deposition. Um, and I just I mean, I love, first of all, um, Andrew Garfield. You know, this obviously this is, you know, these next couple of minutes are really very much about Andrew Garfield. Jesse Eisenberg's kind of in the background a little bit. Um, you know, this is mostly about him and him kind of getting across Eduardo's anger and, you know, what he kind of felt in that moment and everything. And I do just kind of love how, um, you know, we go from him at one end of the room, kind of just, like I said, he was kind of lost in the previous minute. And then he kind of, you know, he sees he sees the, you know, the the kind of the guy in the office and he's like, you know, come in here. Um, and in, in the voiceover, he says, at first, I thought he was joking. Give me more contracts to sign. But then I started reading. Um, and then I like how, as we go from Eduardo in the meeting room, we rack focus to Mark, who's at the other end of the, the the building, kind of with his laptop. He's got headphones on and he's not really paying any attention to Eduardo. Um, and of course, we see Sean holding a Facebook mug um, quite prominently <laughs> in all these shots. Uh, I don't know what he's drinking, uh, but he's kind of just, you know, walking around and, you know, kind of just near Mark, basically. Um, and I kind of like how... The lawyer, you know, who we've seen in the previous scene, he he gave him his, you know, papers before. He says, you know, we had some new investors. And I like how Eduardo kind of just states, you know, what is this? What is this? And from outside, we just kind of see 
Eduardo, like obviously realizing something, but we don't know what that is yet. Um, David Fincher is going to keep us in suspense for just a little while longer um, as he's behind the glass. And then he opens the door and as he walks, he's almost like he's leaning into the camera. It's an unusual shot. It's rare that kind of David Fincher shoots like this. So he's almost shooting down a little bit. So Eduardo is kind of towering over us as he walks, you know, the full length, basically. And he's kind of like saying, Mark? And I just, I just look kind of, I don't know, I love Andrew Garfield kind of performance in these, these, this kind of scene just as a whole. And I just kind of like the way he kind of says Mark. And obviously when he doesn't get any reaction, he says it one more time. And he kind of picks the pace up as he gets closer and closer to, uh, to you know, Mark sitting at his laptop. Um, and I don't know, I just, I kind of, like, we get a, a kind of a, a momentum. Like, we have the kind of voiceover of, like, you know, he didn't know that what these documents were. But from that point on, we we kind of don't go back to the deposition now for a little, you know, for kind of another minute or so. We get everything kind of in the in the present just for this minute. And I just kind of love, you know, we see Eduardo's intention. We see it on, you know, um, Andrew Garfield's face that obviously Eduardo has been hurt by something. And, you know, just the kind of the final kind of saying of, you know, he's wired in, which was something that was like I say, you know, we, we had, we had it earlier in the, in the film. And then again, when they were at the Palo Alto house, it was repeated a couple of times. And now we kind of finally get the payoff of that. And I just love how, as Eduardo goes past Sean, he's, you know, and he's been told he's wired in, he goes, is he? And it's, it's kind of, I, I just kind of love it because it's kind of obvious that he is. Um, and then, you know, the kind of something that, you know, that this and a, a line in the next, in the next kind of minute are two of the kind of ones that ended up in the, you know, in the in the in the trailer and the kind of that sh that yelling of Mark um, was something that was kind of in the early trailers and, and kind of used in all the trailers as well. And I do just love him kind of pick it, just pulling the laptop from Mark. He's kind of sitting there with his headphones kind of pulled around his neck. And then he just gets the laptop and just smashes it on the desk and then just kind of like asks, you know, how about now? You still wired in? And and the thing is, as well, is like that scene, obviously, David Fincher has a reputation for doing stuff more than once. And they behind on the behind the scenes stuff, you can see that they did this scene roughly 60 to 70 times. So they had him running down that office, saying Mark, grabbing the laptop, smashing it and then saying, you know, how about now? You still wired in? That's kind of where the shot cuts before we kind of go to Sean, uh, kind of mouthing call security. <laughs> I mean, six, I, I 60 odd takes. That's like near Kubrick levels of. And obviously the laptop that's like the screens that are behind Mark and the laptop that's in his his lap, they they all have green screens on. So obviously everything can just be put in afterwards by the, the effects team. Um, but yeah, like the, in the behind the scenes documentary, they show you all the smashed laptops pretty much all the way in a row, all along the floor, because after each take, they had to kind of pick all the little pieces up and get it all and then give him a fresh laptop. Uh, because he really smashed those laptops like there's no other way for them to do that apart from him literally grabbing it and smashing it um and the weird thing is like in the script it's put as eduardo picks up mark's laptop over his head and smashes it down on the desk breaking it into pieces um and if you watch the behind the scenes stuff they show you him smashing the laptop in a number of different ways like picking it up one-handed smashing it against the edge of the desk just throwing it straight on the floor so yeah i don't think eduardo does as directed in the script i don't think that the, the take we get is him lifting it right over his head and smashing it down i think he just kind of grabs it quickly and smashes it against the desk um, you know, a little bit quicker than kind of described. He doesn't make a big show of like lifting it above his head or anything. It's just a kind of quick smash. Um, and I just love that like Jesse Eisenberg just has this kind of completely shocked look on his face, as you would do. It's a very real kind of look of like, 
like what is going on here um you know and i do like as well that like sean obviously he's hanging around mark which again that kind of shows their relationship at this point and he just kind of whispers to you know one of the girls near their call security um and uh, in the script it says everyone in the office is frozen silent and watching which is a pretty accurate assessment of what's going on in the film at that point everyone is kind of stunned um at this particular moment and then of course edward gets cut off saying you issued 24 million and then that's where we finish um and i like from from what you said like i like the fact that wasn't the big uh, big deal of him lifting it up it was just he sort of just did it <laughs> i think that was better really uh, and i think of course like sean being the one who calls security as well again it's kind of reinforcing the relationship like this <laughs> this is the guy who will hang around and look tough but he's going to be the one who calls security uh, unfortunately we don't get the the kind of payoff to that in a couple of minutes time this week we'll get that next week um but i do kind of just like how um how kind of creepy sean is around mark and just like how you know he instantly you know he, he i guess he kind of knew this was coming you know he knows what's happened with these shares so he kind of knows that ed even though edward has been invited here um he kind of knows that something's about to happen so it's kind of maybe that's why he's just hanging around mark uh while mark's wired in because you know if mark's wired in you don't need to hang around him do you like just leave him to code um so it's kind of interesting that he's kind of hanging around um just waiting but yeah i mean i love this moment just like Kind of the instant turn from Eduardo, you know, in the voiceover, kind of just being like, oh, they gave me some papers. And then straight away, he's out of the room. He stays, literally goes the whole length of the room. And then just, you like, you think he's going to, like, tap Mark on the shoulder or something. But just that grabbing the laptop and smashing it to make a point is like, you know, he, he, ha he can't get Mark's attention any other way. You know, last time he tried to get Mark's attention, he had to freeze the accounts. <laughs> Um, you know, and now now he's, you know, this is the only way he can get Mark's attention is by literally taking, you know, the only thing that he seems to enjoy and smashing it up. Although if I was Mark, I'd be way more than just confused. I'd be very annoyed. I'd be like, you know, if someone comes and smashes my computer up, I'd be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> it's my computer. I like my computer, you know. Um, I, I'm guessing maybe he's got stuff backed up, but come on. Like, you know, there might be stuff on that hard drive that's that you, you've now damaged, like... Um, it would have been funny, actually, if he had done that and it turns out Mark was keeping Facebook running and as he does it, the entire Facebook goes down. But <laughs> uh, that would have done that would have been for comedic effect. And I don't think that David Fincher is into that. But I still going to say I it, it sounds like something that would be in like a Zucker movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like that. That's the entire Facebook on that laptop. And then nobody's got Facebook anymore. Um, it's like uh, like the IT crowd with the Internet. It's just. Yes. All, all in the... <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, this is the internet. Um, yeah, so that is the Facebook on his one laptop, and they smash it up, and it stops working. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that needs to be said about these minutes? I think, obviously, we're getting the important information tomorrow. Yeah. It's worth saying as well that there's no musical score under these last couple of minutes. As he's entered the party, and we've had the voiceover and everything, there's no score. Um, you know, it's it's not like it's unheard of in this film to have no score, but it's kind of very noticeable, uh, considering what happens in the next minute, that we've had no score under this entire incident. You know, it has just been, um, you know, the sound of Eduardo walking from one end of the room to the other, <laughs> smashing a laptop. Like all that's the sound we're hearing is all of those actions. And I I, I sort of love the effect that comes when you've got no score. Like and I feel like it's it's not something that's been used as much as it could be in a lot of films, um, like to sort of just cut out the the non diegetic sound of the film. Uh, like I love how they did it with um with the episode of Buffy the Body, 
um, when Buffy's mum dies. Like that was such a hard to watch episode because it's it's so shot, you know, single camera angles for each scene and no diegetic, sorry, no non-diegetic sound. And I I think that like there are a lot of filmmakers. Uh, I'm glad that loads of people don't use it because it loses its effect. But I think it's always great when it is taken. Uh, advantage of and i just i mean i you know i i kind of i like the the kind of the the way that they they kind of they set it up here like you know eduardo arriving like this is for a party but no one's partying like everyone's just in the background and all you hear is the sound of work so when he comes out and kind of breaks that with his you know shouting and he's grabbing the laptop um you know it's it's kind of interesting that like you know the, the the kind of the whole thing is is done so well just to kind of make it like a little bit more intense like you're as if you're in that office watching this take place and obviously feeling or feeling confused because maybe being like um uh okay like you know w- w- like what's happening here but also at the same time like you know you would you would kind of maybe like in this situation to the side you'd be just like what is ha- like what is happening and and i think kind of just the noise of the laptop smashing and all of that like without any music i think it really emphasizes kind of what it would have been like to be in that office um you know as this happened it gives you a sort of fly on the wall effect really and i think as well like obviously the you know the music is throughout this film is really great so it's it's nice that we get that and also you know when we when we get to the next minute we'll get the introduction of like the reintroduction of a theme from earlier and it kind of it really works like the moment it's brought in uh, is kind of very important and kind of underlines stuff um something worth saying as well of course is that mark is wearing an arm and hammer shirt um uh, the the manufacturers of toothpaste and various other things, uh, which is obviously a nice little shout out to Army Hammer, um, whose you know real name is Armand Hammer, um, as in like the toothpaste and stuff. So <laughs> so uh, so he's wearing the little shirt that kind of gives him a, a little bit of a shout out. Um, so it's it's kind of nice to see him wearing that shirt, even though I'm almost certain in real life. Mark Zuckerberg's probably never wore an arm, arm and hammer shirt, but it, obviously, you know, out of everything, um, you know, this is like this is the kind of one uh, kind of thing, uh, you know, that that kind of Mark is wearing that wasn't worn by the real Mark Zuckerberg. I don't think there's anything else to say about this minute, so let's go to the Wednesday question, which is, uh, what are your opinions on other David Fincher films? If you have indeed seen other David Fincher films, obviously given your relative youth. Uh, the main one on the list that I've seen, others I've seen clips of, and I feel like I might have seen, but I'm not completely certain. The one which I've definitely seen all the way through is Alien 3, um, which is... <laughs> I, 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 it feels almost indifferent to sort of say, it's 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 alright, it's okay, I... I prefer, I think like most people, I prefer Aliens uh, among all the Alien films. It's not as bad as Resurrection, even though uh, Joss Whedon, it shot me that Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon wrote that actually. Uh, because, well mostly, I can't remember how good Resurrection is, I just remember it feeling really pointless. Um, but Alien 3, I enjoyed. Um, I found there was large increase in sort of the, the content in terms of bad language and whatnot in the film. But it was... It was fun. Whether it was needed, I don't know. But it was it was okay, from what I recall. I mean, given the amount of money that Aliens made, I feel like the studio would have been remiss if it did not make Alien 3. Like, wh- whatever that film was going to be, they kind of had to make it, you know? Like, Aliens was one of the most successful films <laughs> that Fox had at the time. So it's like, you can't ignore a successful film and not make a sequel. Like, that's 
that seems to just be the. I mean, I love I love the fact that with the Alien films, it's never like just redoing the other films. Like, there's the the sequels are so different, you know. Like Aliens is a completely different pace to Alien, and Alien Three, like it. I don't think many people would have come up with the idea that they had, and I think I, I respect it for that. That it's not just rehashing the other films. Although, you know, Sigourney Weaver obviously at that point was like, I don't want to do any more films, kill me off. And then, you know, a, then, a couple of years yeah. later, when she needed some money, was like, yes, let's do Alien 4 and I'm going to be in it, you know. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of interesting that it's probably one of the only major film franchises with a woman as the central kind of like character. Um, and, you know, they kind of killed her off, like, <laughs> halfway through it, and yet still resurrected her. And then it kept going for another, I, I don't know, like two two films after that. And again, like, in both of those films, a woman was the central character. Um, so it's interesting that, you know, it's a franchise that's basically been, uh, you know, centred around women. I mean, it depends whether we count AVP and all the other bits. I, I can't, I'm certainly not even, do. I've lost count of what I'm... Of which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't, in all honesty. I know I've seen the original quadrilogy and I sort of am unsure as to how much I've seen of of all the others. Um, but one point uh, which I find quite interesting is that Sigourney Weaver's idea there is very similar to um, Chevy Chase through Community, although uh, Dan Harmon knew to say no, which I think was... A good move. Um, uh, I mean, also it's worth saying, of course, you've just said the word quadrilogy, which is a made-up word by the Fox marketing team. So now we owe them money, um, unfortunately, um, for making that word up. So uh, yeah, I, I did. I did not know it was a. It was a Fox. Yes, Fox made it. Work. <laughs> made okay. specifically for the Alien box set that was originally issued on VHS in like nineteen, I don't know, nineteen ninety-eight, nineteen ninety-nine, somewhere around there. The proper correct term for four films is a tetralogy. Uh, well, then, let us go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Luke? Um, I host Please Be Seated, where myself and a special guest review a film of their choice. It's on a hiatus at the moment, but Series 2 will be coming soon with a series of Monty Python specials celebrating their 50th anniversary. Um, other than that, you can find my podcasts, podcast appearances, radio appearances, and short films, all at lukeallen.co.uk, where you can find the rest of my social media uh, to save me from mentioning it all and missing something out and you can find us at myspace at myspace.com slash social minute or on twitter at social underscore minute or on facebook at social minute podcast thanks for being my guest here today luke it's been great fun thanks for having me on and otherwise mark mark